this week on the Media Virus Podcast. Cosby is planning a comedy tour, and Bill wants you to know that drinks are free on ladies' night. Racism rears its ugly head down south, South Jersey, and what have they gotten themselves into? We talked to the folks from GG Productions for some reason. It's the Media Virus Podcast. Let's point and laugh at the world burning around us with executive producer Mike Latouris. That there's a fancy doctor and word butt crack. Featuring the diversity duo Stanley McFadden and the lovely and talented doctor. Ah! Ah! Shut the fuck up, Maddie. And now, spreading the sage nihilism of an aged Gen Xer, your host and mine, the star of our show, the incomparable Maddie Rockdeff. So anyway. Jesus Christ. Hot damn. Do we have a fucking show for you people this week? This is the Media Virus Podcast. I am Maddie Rockdeff, uh, joined by the my well, the executive producer, the Reverend and Professor. Mike Latouris. How you doing, Mike? Good evening, everybody. I'm finer than frog's hair split four ways. Finer than a frog's hair split four ways. That's uh that's that's pretty fine. Pretty damn fine. That's I don't know if you know how because I've heard the term finer finer than frog's hair, but uh split four ways. That's that's gotta be uh speaking of speaking of hair, uh how's your little dicky holding up in all this heat, man? Well, not too bad. Be bothering Dickie. We uh, we we went out for a, a walk the other day in the heat, and uh, we were walking the Wilmington Riverfront, and uh, I had a bottle of water from him for him, and you know this was his first away game walk. You know we we walk around the neighborhood, but because of Dickie's issues with being a psychopath, um, we usually don't go far from home, so we. Uh, we took some precautions. We made a plan, and we went to the riverfront for a walk, and we were walking along. I couldn't get him to drink from the bottle of water. He was nervous because, you know, he was out of his element. So I, I walk him past this this little uh, water feature. That it was, you know, a pump running this waterfall thing. It was really nice, and I figured I'll walk him over close, and if he wants a drink, he can bend down and get one. So... I walked him over close, and he looked over his shoulder at me like, "Ah, oh, cool, I can have a drink. And I looked back at my wife. I said, hey, he's going to get a drink. And when I turned back, he was laying down. In the fountain? In Yeah, in the water feature. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> he's going to look at him. And he just laid, he just. Oh, yeah, it was like, uh, I'm, I'm cool. Uh, we, we can just hang out here. Thanks. Wow. Well, so, uh. What you're telling me is the heat's driving uh, Dickie into strange puddles. Yep. That happens. He's looking to get wet any way he can. Aren't we all? Uh, speaking of uh, wet, fresh out of the shower. Fresh out of the shower is the lovely and talented doctor. How are you doing, Doc? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well. Now, you are... Uh, you're joining us from Studio am, Studio B as well. Today. I am on location. Yeah, I am in uh, beautiful Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. 
Um, and I, yes, I am fresh out of the shower. I, I want you guys to know I, I love you so much. I cut my beach time short for you, which is something I do for like nobody. As a matter almost of fact, no one. almost no one. Um, as a matter of fact, I, it, it used to be that I would stay on the beach until like it was time to go for my gin and tonic. Like I'd stay on the beach until like five, maybe five fifteen at the outside. And I was like, okay, I got to go get a drink. And then I learned like a true alcoholic to, to pack. Right. So now, and, and I have it down to an art form. I have like a Yeti, like a, a thermos kind of thing, which I fill with ice and I bring, I've actually upped my game just this year to get the little bottles of gin, you know, and then the cans of tonic. Um, and so, and I bring my lime in a little plastic container. And so, you know, I have my gym, my tonic, my lime and my ice, and I just sit on the beach and enjoy my gin and tonic. And so I leave the beach typically when it, when the sun goes down and it gets cold. So um, yesterday I was, I was down here and I spotted a liquor store. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, I wonder what time they open. Cause I want to, want to get some more, some more gin. And my friend's son and, and I, my friend laughed and I said, uh, Oh, come on. You know, I'm your drunk friend. And her 14 year old son said, uh, it's okay. And Connie, you're not that drunk. <laughs> You ain't that much of an alcoholic. <laughs> it's only like, ten, kid. <laughs> from from the mouths of babes. So anyway, so yes, I I am here. I have uh, my my beach gin and tonic. Oh, look at you! Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm all set. Yeah. I uh, you remember the last time we did uh, cheap whiskey aficionado, mm-hmm. and uh, I rated that that mellow corn corn whiskey that hundred proof stuff. Uh-huh. Yes. And it had been sitting on my shelf because the, the, I was the, the, it became diagnosed with all these problems. I on uh, the fifth of July, no, the third of July, I I dove fucking headfirst into that goddamn thing, mm. and I just swam around, and it was beautiful. And then my wife came up to me and said, "Why are you Why are you drinking like this?" And I was like, "I miss it." That's <laughs> all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I miss it. Spending you know, time just, with an old friend. You know, maybe another another couple weeks, and I'll just uh, you know maybe I'll yeah walk into a liquor store. Uh, maybe you just no, nah, maybe you just indulge yourself every so often. You know? Yeah, like maybe every like every other day. <laughs> maybe I don't have to drink every day. Well, that's that's cutting way back for you, Maddie. It really. I mean, I cut way back By when half. I just stopped drinking altogether yeah. until Father's Day when Matt came over with beer. Yeah, and I did have a past blue ribbon in a bottle, and I explained. But that is a much better, uh, much better beverage than it is out of the can. Mm-hmm. Waiting patiently to be introduced uh, is uh, is Big Daddy, Mr. Stanley McFadden. How are you today? I'm all right. I've been dying to to give you guys a riddle. A Make riddle. Sure I get this right. Okay. All right. What has a little dick and hangs down? Very good. Fruit bat specifically. Now, what has a big dick and hangs up? He's going to cut his feed. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And he's really not coming back. Is he not coming back? He'll come back. 
Okay. Well, well, uh, well, let's let's move on and introduce our guest. Yeah, now. Yeah. now um, I was super excited because you know, uh, let's welcome Big Daddy back to the. How back funny to would the it fray. be if I just didn't let him in? Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's right. put the waiting room back on. I waited all week for that. <laughs> that's uh, that's very very good. Glad glad you did that. We're gonna <laughs> keep moving forward. As if you never called back. So, <laughs> uh, like, I found it. I found it refreshing for someone to like pick up the mantle uh, for the late great poet philosopher Gigi Allen, and um, you know, move forward with his his ideal set. You know, um, so that's apparently you know these folks here. They now own uh, Gigi Productions. And they, they run that, and it is a 100% tribute. Am I right about that, um, folks? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it a tribute to Gigi Allen, is it not? Absolutely. I definitely know who that is. Yeah, I, I know. For sure, it's a tribute. <laughs> yeah. <What's, laughs> do, you, do you both know who Gigi Allen is? Absolutely no, not. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard of Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies? You've never heard you've never heard of Gigi Allen and the scum fucks. Nope. <laughs> you never heard of Gigi Allen and the, and the Southern Baptists. Wow, Gigi Allen gets around. There's more. There's ones I, I, I thought say. these were educated women I was bringing. <laughs> really, I I mean so Gigi Allen died uh was taken off of this earth in 1993 from a heroin overdose after he was thrown out of the club that he was performing at uh, for what he would consider to be a scatological performance art. Now, when you say him just throwing feces into the crowd. Okay. So they shut down. He called the guy a Nazi and he, he left and he was he was cut down. One of the most disturbed individuals you've, you'll ever read about. And you can find out more about Gigi Allen at your local library. Who's honking? <laughs> no, but uh, okay. All jokes aside, thank you for putting up with my stupid shit. I thought it was gonna get more volatile than that. <laughs> uh, well, this is Sarah. Welcome and. Uh, you, you want to give us a little bit of uh, background on what you actually do? Sure. Uh, I don't know that we will be following in Gigi Allen's footsteps. That sounds like quite uh, an undertaking theatrically. Um, but my name is Sarah Nowak. I'm one of the founders of Gigi Productions, which is short for Glowing Goose Productions. Okay. Where did you come up with uh, Glowing Goose? Um, so I actually have a large plastic goose that now I'm realizing I probably should uh, always have on me at all times. But this is a large plastic goose that I found at the school where I teach. And I stuck some lights up its butt so that it would glow and used it in a production of the musical Pippin a few years ago with Lacey. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. So and, uh, and it was just this this prop like inspired you to... or this product was somehow symbolic of the, you know, the, the work you guys were going to do. Yeah, I think so. It's, uh, it's 
followed us around <laughs> this glowing goose. You can see it right there. Uh, it's shown up quite a bit. I bring it to music festivals and it gets down at concerts and stuff. And uh, so we decided to name a production company off after it. So does the guys- goose have a name or is he just goose? It's just been like the glowing goose. Yeah. Oh, and you know, see, I just made an assumption. Like, does the goose have preferred pronouns? <laughs> I usually say she. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll have it be known that I, I have not used a pronoun this entire show. <laughs> These folks, boom, me and Barack nice. Obama unlocked the fucking secret folks. Folks. I like folks. Well I done, hate honey. the word folks. I fucking hate it. It's, it's, there's got to be a better word. Let's come up with a better word. All right. Uh, I'm partial to motherfuckers. So how y'all motherfuckers doing tonight? See, that's got some, some oomph to it. Yeah. And totally gender neutral. That's right. Anybody can fuck their mother. You don't have to be a... This went off quick. <laughs> what do you got? Well, to- perhaps we should introduce our other guest as well. So, Lacey, what is your role in GG Productions? Um, my, my role is also founder. We, uh, haven't gotten to the place of formally establishing titles. Um, but yeah, I'm where Sarah is the like creative directorial type of person in the duo. I am the like performance side of it. Um, and like, I don't know. We're kind of a yin yang of a team. All of the things that like the others, you know, we kind of like shape out each other to be pretty knowledgeable of all of the theater things. So. And who are these other two motherfuckers that we're looking at right now? (laughs) Um, So these are our two team members right now with us. Um, First is Stephen Piagrosi. He is a composer and um, in the capacity that we have both worked with him, he has been a music director um, for the show Falsettos that we were working on um, at the Wilmington Drama League prior to the pandemic world that we are coming out of. So um, he is working with Sarah to write the music for a new musical, um, which is like our first original feat as a company. Um, and he's also a singer, songwriter, all of that. Um, and then our other team member is Jenny Torgerson, who is, uh, a a Delaware local. She's traveled the country doing a bunch of theater. She does a lot of work, uh, with Sarah and us, um, both in production and in performance. She's incredibly talented and, uh, she's, joining us to kind of just have like a bit of more of a professional insight because she has done so much. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's our team as of now. Sounds like you guys have an amazing team. That's a lot of talent. You, you know, it might be fun if you guys wanted to talk a bunch of shit about the people that aren't here. <laughs> you know, if you wanted to say terrible things. Now's the time. Now's the, now's a good time because, you know, I, I, I don't, you didn't probably, you probably didn't tell them you were like, you didn't, nobody, you didn't say to anybody they were going on this, this podcast, right? You didn't advertise that, right? I mean, I think they, I think it's out, they know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 we're going to be on the media virus. 
Well, maybe we could talk uh, more about that after our first break. We could do that. And I'm going to take us into our first break. Uh, as a reminder, you can give us a shout at 646-VIRUS-01. That's 646-VIRUS-01. And you're here with us on the Media Virus Podcast. We'll be back right after this. And we're back here on the Media Virus Podcast. All right. So you guys were telling us a little bit about your team. And I would love to know kind of the history of what made you decide to to start a company. So it sounds like you actually decided to do this before the pandemic hit. Is that correct? Uh, I think we, we'd been casually tossing around the idea for a while. But it was definitely when we've had all this time to and and energy to put towards theater and nowhere to actually uh, use it. It's been during the pandemic that we decided, you know what, this is the time. Let's come out of this, you know, guns blazing and, and get started. How awesome. What a great, what a great attitude. So, all right. So you guys, you, you put your heads together and you're like, we're going to start a theater company, right? And what is, the, what is the first step? Like, how do you, how, how do you start a theater? Um, well, we're kind of doing the process probably backwards um, <laughs> of like how you should do things because the intention with this is to like become a nonprofit and be able to, you know, do, you know, theater for the community. And um, we kind of, you know, sat down after having a few months of just being home, sitting down in our house um, and was like, all right, let's make some goals. Let's put pen to paper. Like, let's figure out like what this is that we want to do. And, you know, we got through that. We came up with all these goals and we're like, okay, who's going to be on our team? Okay. We're building a team. Things are working. And, um, you know, we're thinking of all this stuff, but there's absolutely no plans in sight because of the world. Um, and so all of a sudden we see, um, that there's like, a contest that another theater is doing that's a songwriting competition type of thing and the winning songs got put on a podcast by the theater company um and Sarah throughout the pandemic while we're talking about all of this stuff she's working on a new musical and I was like hey you have a song for this enter it and so she had a song we recorded it we submitted it it got featured yay but with that we were like oh well when this comes out we need to have things like out in the world so there's a place where people can learn more about this song and what the show is going to be and so we kind of just threw ourselves into like getting everything going and making sure there was a public presence in time for this this podcast to come out and um now we are getting into the get like your nonprofit status process and getting all of that stuff set up now after we've already decided a bunch of things of where we want things to go and, you know, working on things and already putting out a public presence. Um, but yeah, probably wouldn't recommend, um, but it's been fun and we got to do all of the big brain work while there still wasn't like social lives to live. So if I could offer just a couple pieces, um, you know, of, of advice, I would say one, 
starting a um, a nonprofit for the community, that's terrible. What you want to do is start a profit for rich people. So you won't, right? So what, because the community has no money, right? When you're like a nonprofit and you do things for the community, you're, you're limited. Now, if you want to make a profit, right, then you, you, you can put on a better production. You know, you can actually pay people to just a thought. You know what I say? Fuck the community. I'm sick of this <laughs> shit. They don't have any money. I don't know why I would pander to them. It doesn't make any sense. So um, that's one thing. You know, and not for nothing, when, when, when she sticks lights at the goose's butt, she gets a theater company. When I stick lights at the goose's butt, I get arrested. <laughs> well, my goose was made out of plastic. So uh, <laughs> that's an important, that's a key feature. Remember all that is a key feature. Perhaps I went rogue <laughs> right around there. Remember all those feathers you had to spread? Not, yeah. dude, not I, mean, yeah. I've, uh, I couldn't imagine dude, You'd have to be one bad ass dude To seriously to fuck a goose They're, they're vicious They're mean They fight the whole time Dude <laughs> <laughs> Lacey I'm oh. sorry <laughs> Sarah I don't know you But I'm, I'm sorry too. <laughs> Um, okay, so no, this one like, listen, hang on, real quick. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> oh, God. I used to take my kids out to this out to this place in, in Bristol where it was all like wooded paths and Speaking shit. Of goose fucking, let's Shut the fuck story. up. I'm talking. Um, we used to play Nerf darts, right? So I used to take my I used to take kids out play Nerf darts with them. Well, one time we come on a lake and stuff, and we and it was basically Call of Duty. I would just, basically it was great. What I would do is send the kids out and then hunt them. It was like hunting humans. It was awesome. And every parent was on my side. They didn't even know. I'm like, oh, did you see a bunch of kids walking around with Nerf guns? They went, yeah, they're over there. Okay. And then I go and then find them. I had my own recon because parents (laughs) stick together, right? Anyway, we come out to this fucking clearing where there's a lake and there's all these geese. My son, who's my littlest one, who was maybe eight and autistic, thinks they're awesome, runs towards them. Whole big fucking flock oh, runs towards him. Me and my 12-year-old got to run in and get, get him. him, get to the car. Because there's no way we're taking a flock of seagulls. The band, I could probably kick their ass at the time. Flock of seagulls. But they weren't seagulls. I'm sorry. They were geese. Canadian, the Canadian bastards. And they're mean. Are you drunk fucking right now, Maddie? Julie. What's that? Are you drunk right now? No. Okay. Just no, checking. I haven't. I no. Why would you accuse me of such things? Not that drunk. No. Oh, because I told Stanley to shut the fuck up. I'm talking. No, because you didn't know the difference between a goose and a seagull. No, but I, I flock of seagulls popped into my head. Right. Yeah. Stop Bam. looking at my video. Flock of seagulls. So, no, but uh, I mean, it sounds to me like you guys, uh, you know, put together a team, much like we've done here you know it's everybody has their strengths without really you know parsing out tasks you know everybody kind of knows what they should be doing and the progress of everyone else and know what to you know kind of what to expect and and your, your team's really seems to have some impressive credentials 
to so now you guys you have a you have a season planned am i correct or something like it somewhat yeah we have okay. at least we know what we want to do we don't have we haven't like established anything officially yet we didn't want to announce anything prematurely right um, right but we are already planning some fundraising in the fall uh, we'll have at least one event fundraising event in the fall and then next year we're hoping to do a spring show a summer show and a fall show nice and excellent the the plan right now is for the fall show to be our first original musical and do you have a home do you have a place to to put on these performances Actually, one of the things that we really wanted to focus on with this production company was finding innovative and maybe unusual performance spaces. So we are currently look like in the process of talking to a lot of um, different uh, bar owners and looking at public spaces and looking at how we can get licensing to perform in public spaces. Um, there, we have so many like very, very cool buildings and outdoor spaces in Wilmington that are like terribly underutilized. Yeah. And so we really want to take advantage of that. And also we certainly, as you pointed out, nonprofit, we don't have the money to own or rent a space, but we could handle you know, short-term rentals at uh, different places cool. around the city. Yeah. That's very cool. So what makes you guys now, have different? Have you formed, from- sorry. <laughs> What makes you guys different from, so, I mean, you know, there are a number of community theaters in the, in the greater Wilmington area, you know? Um, so what makes you guys different from, from these other community theaters that have been around for some time? Um, I think, um, I think Sarah and I both have done a lot of work at a lot of different places. And so we have seen how, a bunch of different theaters operate internally and externally. And we've been able to kind of like pick and choose the pieces of each that we really like to kind of come together to be like the perfect amalgamation of what we think um, the the future of theater is going to be. Um, we both, you know, we both have intentions of, being able to produce original works because, you know, in nonprofit world, you have to do things that are going to pay the bills. And so there's not always room to do original works in seasons and it's understandable, but we want to find a way that incorporates original pieces, you know, first publishings to be featured and done in production because that does so much for the writing process And then, you know, for future productions. So that's a big part of it, um, doing original works. We're also really, really interested in sharing stories and reimagining stories that already exist um, that more reflect the community that we live in. Um, You know, sometimes you run into things where there are issues with casting when it comes to race and, you know, body shape or ability. And those communities lose out on opportunities all the time because of that, whether it's conscious or unconscious, it happens a lot. And so we really want to be making sure that there is a place in our community that is actually producing stories and producing shows that 
involve all identities. So at any show, you can see somebody that looks like you, or you can see an experience that resonates with your experience on the stage. So like you, and, could, you could bring theater to the people of, of, you know, some of the smaller municipalities in Delaware, like Ellesmere and Newport, where you have a lot of ugly people. That's where you live, Professor, isn't it? No, I'm outside of the I'm outside of the limits. <laughs> I mean, I'm in Newport. <laughs> now, not for nothing. I just this just came to me. You said you said you guys working on musicals. I think we could make a fortune. Gigi Allen, the musical, the story of his life, his performance art. I mean, we could get sponsored by like a pudding company, like chocolate pudding or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 Maddie. Maddie, if you want to sponsor. If you guys ever been to a Gore show where you go to a Gore what? If you want sponsorship, what was that product that we were we were spitballing ideas for? The adult diapers, right? Yeah. You could get a tie-in there, right? We well. <laughs> you gotta catch just, it before I'm gonna you have throw to catch it. that one because <laughs> you gotta catch saying. it before I'm gonna, you throw yeah, it. I'm gonna give that guy, I'll give that guy a call tomorrow morning because that's genius. Well, hang on, but back to back to Lacey. G.G. Allen documentary. <laughs> G.G. Allen the musical. I I am going to be looking him up the second we get off this call. I'm going to be very disappointed. It's so hard to what keep the fuck is wrong with him. A L L I N. I will get a, a text from her at midnight, and she'll be like, "I have two songs written. I have." For G.G. Allen the musical. Yeah, she'll find an angle and she'll make it work. That rock up is a genius. But wait, I do have a question. So, Lacey, I know that, um, you know, I've done some, a very, very small amount of directing and a very, very small amount of casting. And I know that one of the things that happens with community theaters is you tend to get the same core group of people showing up. Maybe you'll get a few new people here. There are a few few new faces. And, you know, you try to cast them. Um, So how do you intend to, re? and, and they all, they really do all look alike. You know, you're talking like middle-aged white folks. So how do you intend to reach those? Uh, the fuck? <laughs> with, with one, I, with I one or two notable. Irony, with, I cannot tell you the irony of that statement from you too lazy in front of me. <laughs> with, with one or two notable. So, hey, all right. Uh, big, big daddy. Do you know Lacey? Yeah, so <laughs> Doc and Lacey were the were the two that cast me in my first play. Yeah, Lacey stage directed, stage managed you were, you the play were that I directed in which we cast Big Daddy. Yeah. What? And the last time I checked both the mirror and my pants, I was not a middle-aged white man. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is why we cast you. What I'm saying is that the, the vast majority... Affirmative action. <laughs> the best, Jesus Christ. It helps with the nonprofits. Guys, I'm going back to the beach. I'll, I'll see. <laughs> um, so my question is, you know, when you want to recruit a more diverse audience, how do you do that? I'm going to let Sarah take this because she's actually been doing research around this kind of subject um, for a blog for us. So... Pop off, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> oh, thanks. And I got to say, like, I, so I direct a lot in the area and I am 100% guilty of casting similar, you know, the same group of people, especially when 
you come to rely on these people and these are the people that recognize your name and keep showing up for your auditions. Um, well, and you know they're going to show up and you know they're going to learn their lines. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you work with people, a certain group of people, yeah, the, the natural tendency is to want to continue to cast them. Oh, totally. Um, and something as a, I direct little guys too. And, and it's, I think it's a lot easier to stick with my guns of like, get new kids in, get new talent in, give everyone an opportunity. But it is definitely harder and the pool is a lot smaller with adults. Um, and something that I have uh, been reading a lot about is the more specific you are with your audition notice, the the more powerful it is and the more it actually does draw people in. So if someone sees like we are looking for a, a transgender person of color for this role, then someone who, like if, if you are able to get that message out there, as opposed to we're just looking for someone for this role, then that transgender person of color is going to be like, oh my God, this is an They're actual opportunity. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so that's like, that's the, that's what we're hoping to do a lot of. And really we want to network throughout more than just the musical theater community. Cause the musical theater community in Wilmington is pretty, it is, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it's big for being such a small city, but it's still, we're a small city. It's still a pretty small pool. And it's, it's like you said, a very similar group of people. Um, and we're hoping to like branch out a little bit into people who are interested in performance in other areas. And maybe right now they're doing pop music, but maybe we can get them involved in our show some way, or maybe they're, you know, doing podcasts, but I, I, I get would that. be great on a stage. I, I so do. when you guys start casting for Gigi Allen, the musical, what you're going to want to say is bald, drug-addled, racist hillbilly. Perfect. So and Maddie will be there. the pool that you're looking for. It doesn't sound like it would narrow down very much. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that because what drew me and in, 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 Of color. What drew me in? We'll make, I, him, uh, we'll make him black. We'll take the we'll take the story of Gigi Allen, and we'll make him an African American, which will be very bizarre. It would be considering some of the dialogue, right? That, but that'll make it okay. Uh, right, it'll right, make right, it right. woke. <laughs> these these people are not entertained by me so, at all. No, <laughs> that's why I kept trying to jump in and save. They're you. so oh. polite. You girls are so you you women you people be- are so polite. Because I've you, done. You mean, thank you, you for not. Thank you for not hanging up. <laughs> I've done some theater, and I, I know how to. I, I I know where we can go here. So just sit back. Um, what what got me into into the theater was uh, I I went to an audition for 1984 because I said, oh, loudspeaker voice. I do some voiceover. I I've got this voice. I'll sit on a stool backstage. It'll be great. I'll just holler these lines out. Everybody will love it. And I went and I. I auditioned and it, I, I got the part and went and thanked the director at the, I guess it was the first read that we did. She says, I've got such great ideas. I said, good. She said, we're going to build you a booth and you're going to sit on stage the whole show. Are we now? <laughs> <laughs> so we did. And uh, the cool thing was when I would be distracting, they were kind enough to put scrim in front of me and, and black me out, but I still got to sit there and watch the show, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, it, 
I went because I thought I was going to be able to market my voice to people who hadn't heard it before. So, which is great. It's a great role. Yeah, it, it was a fun role. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, One of my favorite things um, when I when I do on the rare occasions that I do direct, I don't enjoy directing, so I try to avoid it. But when I do, I really do enjoy bringing in new talent. Like I really think it's very cool. Um, to have somebody come out for an audition and they say, oh, you know, I, I've never I've never been on stage before. I just came to see what the process was. We had one guy in that show who had never been on stage, didn't want to be on stage, had no interest. And we had a part that had one line and that line was repeated three times and he killed it. It was awesome. He nailed that he, line so every time. Beautiful. And he was perfect cast. It was this hillbilly. And the line was, oh. it's all there in the Bible for them that knows how to read it. And he had that line three times and he had like a shotgun and a, we put a red hat on him and it, he was perfect. Um, you know, and then you get somebody like Big Daddy who says, you know, I haven't, haven't been on stage since high school. And it's like, well, get the fuck up there. Put on the boo and we'll Put on the dress. Put on the dress. Be as flamboyant <laughs> as you can be. Put some flowers in your beard. And be put on a wig. Yeah, we got it. Um, Throw a pair of panties at a grown man. That was your idea. So is that is that? <laughs> oh, is that that's right. <laughs> he was great in that show. I I, I saw that show. It was fantastic. <laughs> it really was. It was fucking fantastic. And I'll, um, I'll never forget uh, another friend, a mutual friend of ours, was was in that show. And I he he was actually the guy who got me to go audition for eighty four. And uh, I remember talking to him when he was auditioning for this show that you're talking about. And he went the first night. He said, oh, they asked me to come back, so I'm going to go back for this, and, and I'm going to read again. So I called him afterwards. He's like, oh, I, I don't know, man. He said, this black, this gay black guy showed up, and I think he's got it. <laughs> he, he's got the role that I was supposed to get, man. <laughs> I said, fucking really? nailed that. He said, nailed that audition. He's as gay as the day is long. And the funny thing is, <laughs> he didn't know until like well into the production that you weren't gay. Uh, yeah, I think he's still not sure. I think he's still not sure. Was it right after he tried to blow you? (laughs) Wow, funny, funny you should mention that. All right, so Sarah and Lacey, um, this this question may come up later in the interview, but what do you what do you wish? Uh, what, what else would you like to talk about about your production? What do you wish we asked you that we missed? Uh, wait, I still have more questions. Oh, right. well, more. then I'll just shut up. You go ahead. <laughs> uh, so uh, as, having had some experience in different theater companies, uh, one of the things that I, I find most uh, important is the formation of cliques. Have you formed your cliques yet? And have they become as as uh, aggressive and, and what's the word? Uh, Non-inclusive as, as as they need to be. Well, <laughs> uh, gosh, I mean, right now it's just a team of four, so we're all one click, which is great. That's a pretty tight <laughs> click. Um, I know in a recent show that Lacey and I worked on together, the clicks just became like the the old people and the young people. And <laughs> that's when I found out I was very solidly in the old people click officially. Oh, that's always wow. a depressing moment. That was a rough one. I feel wow. like, I feel like Lacey, you were still a little bit more borderline than I was. How but, young were, no, were the young ones? 14? I was, 
I was not in the young people group. Did they not they text just, you? They were always no, texting each other. They appreciated <laughs> me, but I was not a part of that group. <laughs> no, it was Spring Awakening. And when Sarah cast that, it I in my brain, it was either going to be all adults or all children. So I had a 50-50 shot of getting in. And then it ended up being a mix of uh, the old people play like the characters that have to do adult things. And then everybody else can be children. A teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was like, I think the age gap between like our oldest cast member and youngest cast member was at least 12 years difference. So, you know, we had some, some youngins and then we had some, you know, people who are parents. So <laughs> and everyone, teenagers. Yes. Everyone's in high school. <laughs> Was did I misinterpret? Because uh, it it seemed like when Mr. McFadden st- talked about the clicks, it seemed as though Lacey, um, if tried to stab him with her eyes, <laughs> like like how dare you bring that up? I thought we were past. <laughs> now I want to delve into. I kind of like to delve into that. I mean, if I can't start a fight inside your group, I'll start a fight <laughs> with you and someone in my group. No, I mean, I don't think there was any clicks ever when I've when we've worked together, but we only worked together. Oh no, we've done two. Look shows. at the shock on his face. Like no, I, I was referring to. Was a, <laughs> I, I was I wasn't referring to you personally or specifically. Oh, yeah. I was referring to some theater companies that I've had some experiences with in their formation of clicks. Uh-huh. There, there are clicks in, in theater companies. Um, and just seeing uh, what your thoughts were with your company and because you have a very unique opportunity, right? And on the front end of creating anything, right? To be able to see the things that work and see the things that in your opinion don't work. So I'm also curious, what are things that you want to be known for as a theater, as well as the things that you don't want to be known for? That's a really good question. And honestly, I feel like that's kind of the question that we were asking ourselves when we first started talking about this, you know, a, what, two years ago now, Mm -hmm. maybe? And it really was like, why, you know, there are other theaters. Why are we trying to create one? What do we think we can do better, I I guess? Um, As to the logistics, I don't don't know if that, that we necessarily know exactly how to make sure that we stay an ultra inclusive and ultra positive space but that is definitely, that's definitely one of our big goals is to not be that place that's known for being, casting the same three people in the leads and getting super clicky. And You know what I think is funny about that is, um, so I, I react very strongly to, you know, clickishness, right? And there's, there's one particular theater that has a pretty solid reputation for being fairly clicky, um, which for obvious reasons I won't name. Um, but you know, I have found myself several times being invited to events with this theater group, 
invited to audition for, and specifically, like I'll get a message that says, hey, Connie, why don't you come on and, and read for this? And my response is always, I don't want to do that because they're too clicky. They only, and then I, then I sort of catch myself and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm refusing to participate because of my perception that they're not inclusive when they are going out of their way to include me. So I think, I'm not saying that clickishness doesn't exist. And I think there are certainly particular individuals who, as we talked about, will cast their friends and so forth. But I I think think in this case that they were just setting you up for failure. (laughs) They wanted you to come out and go, "Eh, we're not going to fucking hire you. (laughs) I was was once a middle school girl, Maddie. So I am very attuned to that possibility. Okay. No, I I do think, I do think. Because it couldn't have been any other reason. I, I do think that, um, that sometimes we're a little too quick to jump to the conclusion that people are being clicky when they're not, when, you know, they're actually far more inclusive than we give them credit for, you know, for what it's worth. But I do think that's a really, really noble ambition that you guys have for your theater, that idea of of being inclusive and making a a space for, for everyone who wants to participate. Yeah, and I think I think the hope, at least, because you know we don't have a set, you know, full season yet. We don't have anything official to tell the world about it. But we, you know, with the ideas that we have, you know, percolating in our minds right now, it's. Uh, I think with the kind of works we're trying to tackle and the plans that we are starting to, you know, the ideas that we're beginning to put in place. Um, I think our programming is like not going to allow for <laughs> for that to happen because we want to make sure that we are covering different things. So like you're not going to catch three shows in a row where the lead is, you know, a straight white guy. It's not going to happen. Like, you know, it's it's not going to be an option. So I'm hoping that, you know, part of our planning and our programming is going to be able to keep that from being an issue. Um, but you, you know, do, you might want to consider, I mean, it's just like being like a nonprofit and for the community, it might work out better if you were exclusive and only open to people who were like really good <laughs> instead of being open to everyone and inclusive because again, exclusivity can demand a price. Like most uh, organizations in the community that revo- that rely on volunteerism, uh, it's always good to accept everyone, and then you you put the ugly people and the people who aren't so good at stuff in, in the back in, row, in the back row, in, or like in building sets and shit, building sets <laughs> in in the light booth, going yeah. to get coffee, right? You Is know, that why I've built so many sets. There's, yes, there are there are places for everyone in the theater. Harrison Ford was a set builder. That's true. That's how he got discovered. Not because he was ugly, though. No. No, no. I just, I I don't know why. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You can, I just wanted to say something. It was, I, I have to say something asinine at least every two minutes. It's in, yeah, my, his, it's in my contract. Brain, I have to interrupt blood, people yeah. and just be a jerk off. So it's Aww, just, Maddie, I'm obligated. I thought that was just for me. Now I don't feel so special. I thought that was just for me. It, well, it started with, but it's, I gotta, you know. Yeah. Gotta be inclusive. Gotta be, right. <laughs> I can't. You don't want to be clickish. I understand. I don't. 
All right, so guys, what other questions do we have for our guests, or is it time for our next break? I think uh, it's time for our next break. I want to open this door. Okay, and okay. I want to refill my cup. Okay, so I'm going to take us into break. Uh, when we come back, are we going to spill the tea tonight, Doc, or no? Uh, I think we can we can spill a little tea. Okay. Maybe, maybe not the full cup, but some of it. So we are going to dribble some tea on you when we come back here on the Media Virus Podcast. You can reach us at 646-VIRUS-01. That's 646-VIRUS-01, and we'll be back right after this. Send help. And we're back on the Media Virus Podcast, and the doc is going to spill the tea. All right. So for those not familiar, uh, Spill the Tea is a feature that we do with our visiting guests. Um, you ladies, I am sure, are familiar with James Lipton, yes, um, of Inside the Actor's Studio. He was a brilliant interviewer, and at the end of each interview... It's the first asked, reference they've recognized this entire show. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of each um, of each interview, he would ask his guests the same 10 questions. So... Um, we have a, a slightly abbreviated version um, where I'd like to ask each of you, um, what do I have here, about five or six questions. Um, so uh, my first question for you is, what about your life makes you happy? Lacey, we'll start with you. What about your life makes you happy? Oh, God. Um, mm, my apartment makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wrong. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> Give her the right answer, Matt. Yeah, uh, the the right answer is uh, is uh, let's see, meaning the ghost inside the apartment. The ghost All right, Lacey, tell us about Lacey, Tell us about your apartment. Oh, okay. Well, I live in the attic of like an old mansion house. Um, oh, and so it wasn't so that far off. I have yeah, there ghosts. There probably are ghosts. Um, but it has like a lot of cool slanted walls. It's been an apartment since the 40s, so it has like a vintage intercom system like on the on the foyer wall. Ooh. I have I had skylights. There was an incident last month. There's no longer a skylight. It's now covered. But there was a skylight and it was beautiful. Um and you know, it's just I've got all of my my art and my my stuff up and it just feels like me and it's just an enjoyable place to be. And as an introverted person, it's like my, my place to feel. <laughs> it's important to be comfortable so in your home. Yeah. That's awesome. yeah. But so awesome. being in my home and not with people makes me really happy. <laughs> All right. So I think I just decided um, just now that I think we'll go back and forth. All right. So Sarah, the next question is what do you want your legacy to be? When people think of Sarah Nowak, what do you want them to say? Sarah Nowak was, Mm. The screenwriter Definitely. of the Gigi Allen musical. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. That's what I. She's like, I will be remembered for <laughs> That's this. What I want to leave behind. It's going to be the next Hamilton. Most disturbing musical. <laughs> that was uh, right. Had the right answer. <laughs> that was the right answer. Ah, uh, gosh, I would say more than anything, like fun. <laughs> I'm like, I want, I want my legacy to be fun. I want people to to have a good time working on my shows and yeah, that's all I got. Excellent. All right. Lacey, if you could give yourself 
your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Um, <laughs> the, one piece cool, of advice, the one piece of advice I would give my younger self um, would just be like, take some time and really think about why you of all people should be starting your high school's gay straight alliance. Really just like, let that, (laughs) let that sink in and like, really think about why you're doing this because you'll figure things out a lot quicker. And I think you'll get to the place where you want to be a lot quicker if you do. So (laughs) that that organization, by the way, is still going strong. Um, Yes. And do you think that your younger self would listen to that and why or why not? Um, she she probably would not immediately and go, mm, I don't need to listen to you because I know everything. Um, and then she would get time to herself and then she would just go, hmm, but it's me. So I'm always right. So uh, I guess I, I guess I need to start thinking about this. But it's because I'm a Gemini. So it's, you know, it's you get both. <laughs> All right, Sarah, we all come to crossroads in our lives. What do you think was your most significant crossroad? And where do you think you would be today if you had chosen differently? Hmm. Um, after college, I think I a, a big part of me wanted to do the whole New York professional theater kind of scene. Um, and I ended up getting a job at the school that I went to here in Wilmington. I teach at Cab Calloway and I love it there. And I am extremely glad that I did not take that other route because I was not ready, like by any means. I think I'm just now beginning to feel ready to do, take on an endeavor like this. And as a 22 year old, I think New York would have eaten me alive. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to actually ask both of you this. Um, first Lacey and then Sarah, what question do you wish someone would ask you? Whether it's as a part of this interview or in life or what do you wish somebody would ask? I guess, um, mm, I don't know. I guess maybe like what are your feelings on pizza? Because like, I could talk about that for hours and I would not struggle to come up with something. So probably that. Well, Lacey, what, what are your feelings on pizza? We don't have time for that, Connie. I just told you. Uh, Pizzeria Metro attached to Wilmington Brewworks, I think is the best pizza in Wilmington. I said it, high praise, but it's true. Um, <laughs> Chain stores are garbage, but we know that, but we still buy it because they have $6 pies um, and far more than that. I mean, not for nothing, but like Our being, the, is not bad. being the best pizza shop in Wilmington is kind of like being the, the tallest midget at the circus. But their pizza is <laughs> so good. It's right. so it's, good. Yeah, no, I, I got that. Actually, but. also Cozy Corner on Union Street does breakfast. The youngest, who is now becoming a manager, started doing pizzas. Really good pizza. Well, I, dr- I dream. It. I dream about that pizza. Wow. I'm not even kidding. Dream. All right, Lacey. Tim's like back to the beach. Ooh. 
Ideal toppings, he asked. Oh, out um, of my dream. I'm pretty simple when it comes to the toppings. Um, I go for either a classic buffalo chicken or I like something that has like prosciutto, arugula, and some sort of like crazy sauce Nobody really sauce likes fucking top. arugula. You're just a hipster. You're just trying to look fucking cool. Nobody no, likes that shit. I love arugula. Oh, like, I'm sure cilantro doesn't taste like fucking soap to you, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm with you, Lacey. I'm fucking with liar. You. Have an herb garden in my apartment. Maybe a nice balsamic reduction. Yeah, like a fig or like a pomegranate. Really oh, yeah. It's really good. That sounds really good. All right, Lacey, when I get back from the beach, we're going to go get pizza. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> All right, Sarah, how about you? What do you wish somebody would ask you? The, the, the first thing that came to mind was I wish someone would ask me, do you want me to fund all of your creative endeavors forever? That's what I want someone to ask me. Yeah, now, see, usually, Sarah, I follow that with immediately asking that question, but this yeah. time I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Darn. I'm sorry. <laughs> so close. So close. Yeah. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're going to have another, um, another break. Before we do, we will ask you, please, to plug um, your website, your shows, whatever it is you would like uh, our audience to know, our enormous audience to know um, about you guys. Um, and then after the break, we're going to uh, have some, we're going to take a look at the news and so forth. If you would like to stay on and join us for that, we absolutely welcome you. If, however, um, you have had enough of our bullshit and, you know, want to go and text each other about what the fuck did we think? What do we get? What do we get ourselves into? Why did we do that? Um, you're also welcome to do that. So you can stay with us or or you can bounce. But first, tell us what, what do you want our audience to know? Sure. Um, so we are Glowing Goose Productions on um, all of our social medias. That is Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So if there is anybody who does the TikTok scene and likes to duet people's singing videos, those will be coming. I'm doing them just for you. Um, I think Maddie really does. I think, I'm pretty sure Maddie really very much enjoys doing exactly that. Well, I look forward no, to I seeing that. I have a TikTok that. and I have like five <laughs> videos. I have five videos on TikTok. And he's and about to have five more. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, but yeah. So we are Glowing Goose Productions on our social medias. And then our social medias include our URL to go to our website. Um, if anything, we you know, jumbled out tonight, um, appeals to you. We do have an artist form on our contact page. It's called Let's Connect. Um, and if you fill that out, that just gives us all of the things that we need to know about you, you know, what your skills are, what your interest is. Um, because then once we are able to start producing things, we can let you know and say, Hey, we want you. So, um, can I be the dude uh, that you just call uh, when you really need to fire somebody, but you kind of like them? Sure. Be a great, actually, that, that would be a great, I'll, I'll yeah. just show up and just be like, it's a marketable skill. You're, yeah, no, you're not fucking working out and, uh, nobody likes you. <laughs> And and I we we've heard you had a small penis. That's what we heard. We heard <laughs> oh, it from your wife. We don't want to offend yeah. people on that. So, but we Why can not? like we can talk about edits when we like get there. You know, when we that get would work for a woman as well. If you were firing a woman, as that well. is a very popular <laughs> genre, by the way, Maddie. 
I would be, I would tell people. you something. I would be fucking great at that. Just fucking telling somebody off that I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, how good would that be? That's awesome. Okay, fuck you. Hey, uh, Maddie, or... should we let our guests finish their plugs? <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, no. So fill out, uh, you know, if you would like to work with us, definitely uh, fill out our artist form so then we can just know more about you. Um, and we can figure out a way that we can collaborate. Um, or if you do not like social media that much, but you really like email, uh, we also have a mail list that you can join so that when we have news to share, you can get it that way. Um, besides that, if you want to get a taste of what we have been working on, we just released this afternoon um, a new song from Belladonna the Musical that Sarah is writing. Um, it's a song called Holding Still, and it's live on our social media now to listen to. So That's so exciting. Sarah, anything to add? Yeah, de- definitely check out that website. Lacey built us a pretty spectacular website. Lacey does build beautiful websites. Beautiful. Um, yeah, really gorgeous. So um, will you ladies be joining us for the news and more ridiculousness or have you had it? Lacey, you built that website? Yeah, I did. I want to compliment you on the the mobile view. It was very good. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm usually not impressed by people who build websites and I've only seen it. If I, like, if you see it on iPhone, it looks like garbage. You're like, ah. Yeah, but it looked really, it looked sweet. It was very nice. Thank you. I am a oh. digital marketer by day, so. <laughs> I, I, I do YouTube videos uh, for the Shipmate YouTube channel, and I hire myself out. I'm a videographer. Um, so, but uh, I've already explained. Yeah, I've already let you, like, the, the usually when I'm trying to get business, I'm, I'm a lot more professional and don't make terrible condescending jokes. So, <laughs> You know, I might have uh, might have shit the bet on that one. But uh, hey, it wouldn't be the first time; won't be the last. So we're gonna. You guys, do you, you guys want to hang out? And, I'm cool uh, to hang. Go through the rest of the show. You guys cool with that? Quite honestly, it's my bedtime. <laughs> That's fine. We all have. One. If you want, if you want to bail, now's the time to bail. Uh, if you want to hang, you can hang. Uh, we won't be insulted or bothered either way. You're, but we may talk about you if you leave. That's oh, no, fair. Yeah, no, fair. That's what we do when other people get off of our Zoom calls. Yeah. Exactly. They hang yeah. up and we go, let's talk shit. But it's <laughs> <laughs> so who do we talk shit about? Like that's. Uh... Well, I think Sarah's going. If yeah. I'm going to leave, you guys, you guys got to all talk shit about me. That's true. All right, well. <laughs> thanks for volunteering for the... Sarah, thank you so, absolutely. so much for joining yeah, us. So, it was thank you so much. You. And best of luck. Thank you. I mean, so nice break to meet you lots all. of legs. That's oh, that's it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everyone. All right, good night. Ladies and gentlemen, good night. big thanks to Sarah Nowak and Lacey Erickson for joining us here on the Media Virus Podcast. You can reach us at 646-VIRUS-01. That's 646-VIRUS-01. We will be right back. Hi, Sarah. Don't freak the fuck out. Don't anybody freak the fuck out. And we're back on the Media Virus Podcast. We're going to take a look at the news. Now, I didn't see any um, actual proof that Cosby is going on a uh, a tour, comedy tour. But uh, it was staff writer Bill's uh, suggestion. Something tells me that staff writer Bill has been get, hitting the Sudafed pretty hard. Because <laughs> he just walks around talking really fast. Yeah, I... I wondered because I, I didn't have any any Bill Cosby links to go to. 
Right. And it was just one of those things. It was another situation where I had to get this done. I sat down and I had just, I had just went in and talked to him and he's like, I got a joke for you. And I'm like, all right, let me hear it. He's like, Bill Cosby's going back on a comedy tour. I'm like, you serious? And it was his, like, you know, free drinks was his, his joke. And I'm like, it's not really your joke. I've seen it on the internet for three days. Right. You know, not a, it but, is uh, uh, something that's in the, the, not the works, but the, it is an idea that's being tossed around by his manager and shit. I, I was reading, I read an article. So my, my first girlfriend, the house that she used to live in is behind Bill Cosby's house. You were saying that. So, what? You were saying that. You were saying that last week. Yeah, uh, yeah. That their backyards so, to butt, butt against each other. Right. So the so when they said uh, so there was an article that said uh, Bill Cosby's home in Elkins Park. So Elkins Park was a trigger word for some of my news feeds. So that was how I stumbled across that article. And that article did say that he and his team were considering a tour probably because he needs money now it's been all spent on it's been spent on on, lawyers lawyers and And drugs and drugs yeah well i mean it's pretty he hasn't needed viagra for a while at least two years (laughs) (laughs) it's expensive to keep a lot of women's mouths shut Yeah, but I have uh, f- b- 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 Felicia Rashad. Oh, I saw mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yep, she, she, she tweeted, tweeted in his defense, right? Not but just she was, defense, but she was happy that he was uh, he was out. Saying, yeah, saying that he was like some like vindicated. Yeah, not in a joking way, like I was doing. No, 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 no. Right. She was not she like was completely serious. fucking around. She's serious. Like yeah. she's she's like, oh, he's vindicated. I'm like. Uh, no, no, really. he wasn't. It was literally a technicality. Yeah, I mean, it was a technicality. It was literally his testimony saying, "I did it." Yeah, right. Which I, he was yeah. given immunity for, though. Right. Which right. is why they, they were that was the fucking deal. The and then the trial, other, yeah. the other prosecutor, fucking, you know, took back the immunity. Used it, yeah. And that's fucked. Like you can't do that. Yeah. Especially like if you just can't fucking do that. You should have never promised him immunity in the first place. I agree. I or, agree. You know, made the illusion. You know, right. maybe you can you can word things. And should have lied to him up front. Right. Should have lied to him up front. You know, like a normal person. You know, fucking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get the, yeah. Is so, that so, so Cosby is free and Britney's not. So now that we're down this road, right? Uh, what kind of? That's weird. Yeah. That's some reverse racism. Go ahead, Lacey, right open up your mouth. Reverse racism. It's it's straight up sexism. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty confident really? I don't, on that one. Wait. How is it sexism? She's a crazy Lacey, I'm just gonna, I don't know what Lacey's handle this one. Look, I am on the outside of the free Britney movement just because I just can't keep up with everything but from what I have listened to of her testimonies she is very sound of mind she is being like she is having her body controlled like 
it is absolutely awful. She should not be in her conservatorship. And the fact that like she was so sound of mind and it was still denied is like absolutely bananas. Yeah, a conservatorship is typically for someone who is elderly or mentally deficient, somebody who has some significant impairment to the point that they cannot work, they cannot manage their own finances, they cannot make their own decisions. Now, I don't know if I agree with Lacey that she's completely sound. I I mean, I think some of the things that I heard is she sounds like she's a little off, but certainly not to the point where she can't handle her shit. Like if she can get up and perform and shake her ass in front of millions of people for millions of dollars, you know, then she can decide what color she wants to paint her kitchen cabinets, you know? Uh, yeah. And she can, she can have autonomy over her body. So well, she also refused the, that um, assessment. And that, I, I don't think that was the right route to go on. Like Even so, the fact the that she could get up and testify, the fact that she could get up and testify and coherently speak, I think is, you know, and if she, and the reason that I say it's sexism is if Brittany were a man, this situation would not exist. I just it does, but isn't the, the, isn't, aren't both of her parents on that? Like, it's not just her dad. That there no, was I a think it's just her dad. I thought it was just her dad. I thought there was a team. I think no. it's her dad, and then there was a point where they were trying to get her sister on it right. as well. Yeah, and um, then his her father has like a team of lawyers and people. Yeah, but, but like he's paying them. But she's been like forced to like live with five nurses at one time. She's not able. Like yeah. there was a point where she the wasn't IUD. able to like. Yeah, she's like not allowed to take take out her IUD. She's not allowed to drive her car if she was visiting with a friend. Like they had people go through the friend's entire apartment and search all of their stuff before she could go in. Like there's just like it's way too much. And I think honestly, it's like would you know would if she were a man, would it have just been like oh they're having a time. They're just doing their thing. Like it's a phase. Yeah. Like, or, Oh, they're just being a rock star and living their life and going crazy. But like for her, it's, you know what? That's an excellent point. Like, Oh, for her, it's a mental break that she's shaving off her hair. Like how many times do you go to a wild show and somebody just goes, yeah, I'm going to fucking cut my hair. I'm going to get a tattoo on stage and do something, you know, compulsive. Two words, both proper nouns, Justin Bieber. I, yeah, I yeah. rest Excellent my point. case. I rest my case. And uh, to move. And then on the other hand, and then on the other hand, we have Bill Cosby, who dozens of women, am I correct? Yeah, have come Probably. out and said with very consistent stories, "This is what happened. He drugged me. He raped me." You know, there's valid and believable testimony. He testified that he did it. You know, and it's like, yeah, no, he can. Yeah, sure, he can go have a comedy tour. Yeah, why not? So, yeah, it's sexism. Okay. Uh, We're going to move into another ism right now. Uh, That ism in New Jersey that we talked about, and I think we should probably run some theme music as we get into this. 
we are nonviolent with people who are nonviolent with us. Concerning nonviolence, it is criminal to teach a man not to defend himself when he is the constant victim of brutal attacks. Nobody can give you freedom. Nobody can give you equality or justice or anything. If you're a man, take take. Hang on there, fam. <laughs> I got this faux shizzle, cause I'm woke. Welcome to Woke Gone Wild yeah. with Stanley McFadden and the hey, yo, 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 yo. So, a man who went on a racist rant gave out his address and said, Come see me. More than 100 protesters did. The best part about this story is Mount Laurel, New Jersey. <laughs> Let me explain something to you. Uh, this is where I grew up. Like the, Mount Laurel was the nearest place to get an MRI to my home, maybe five miles, six, something like that. You couldn't walk there, but right around the corner. And, uh, this doesn't even, there is some great stuff in this, in this story. Um, why don't you go ahead, Mike, and read the, uh, the first, first paragraph. A man who police say yelled racist slurs in front of a residence in Mount Laurel, New Jersey on Friday, gave out his address to a person filming him and then challenged them to come visit his home. Bring whoever, the man, the man police identified as Edward Cagney Matthews, 45, added. The video, which appears to show Matthews repeatedly calling his black neighbor the N-word and a monkey, went viral. Wow. What N-word do you think they're talking about? Neighbor. Nincompoop. Nincompoop. <laughs> neighbor. It's like, you neighbor. Uh, Nacho neighbor. chips. Nacho chips. Yes. Well, that's a different race. This, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. <laughs> Three days later, protesters started showing wow. up at the address. I have embarrassed myself. It has happened. <laughs> Three days later, protesters started showing up at the address listed in the video. By Monday morning, dozens of protesters had gathered outside Matthew's door, chanting, We want Edward, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported. And by the evening, the crowd appeared to have grown to more than 100. With a line that is Freaking awesome. I love this story. And scary to a, a certain degree. With a line. Well, if you're a fucking no, moron. No, I, I get that much, but, you know, a mention on. Well, they did start throwing rocks at the windows. Yeah, he literally asked for it. He oh, literally. Also true. Asked for it. With a line of police officers guarding his house, Matthews briefly emerged during the protest and tried to apologize, the Inquirer reported. But protesters remained, protesters remained livid as he faced charges for his behavior in the video, including harassment and biased intimidation. Police later escorted Matthews out of his home with his hands behind his back. Wait, okay, so hang on, wait. So I have a question. Sure. Because the segment so is... So apparently you can get arrested for words now. But that's what my thing. Fuck? So hang Wait, I, I look. Let me handle this. Because I'm the woke chick, right? So... I will say, doesn't the sticks and stones rule apply here? I mean, no, because bias, intimidation, and threatening. He actually made threats to to someone. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that is, if I'm not mistaken, 
The difference between assault and battery is that battery is the contact and assault is the threat. Hmm. Well, hmm. for instance, Maddie can say, I don't like Jews, and that's just offensive. He could say, hey, Jew, I don't like you and I'm going to hurt you. That's a threat. That's a that's problem. That's a threat. Okay. I guess. That, that, that is the law. Now, okay. I know you people can skirt around it. And, and not, but not, that not is it's the like, law. You know, it's like when you have a stop sign, if there's a white line around it, it's, you know, it's optional, right? And, I mean, that's, and that's how that works. Just, right? just not to, right. not, so I'm not singling Maddie out. It's also offensive when, when Big Daddy says, you people, and, and makes that <laughs> circular motion around his screen. <laughs> you, you'll also notice, though, that he was careful not to threaten us people. Us people, right. <laughs> right. We people? At this time. Okay. Us. It's us. Protesters cheered while some hurled food and water bottles at him. The incident followed more than a year of nationwide protests over treatment of black people and race relations in the United States. He said to pull up, we pulled up. Aaliyah Robinson, 43, who lives near Matthews, told the Inquirer, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. I think that's, I think that's a good position. That's a good position. The, uh, the KKK rally in Philadelphia found out the same thing. Yeah, I mean, they, they like tried to get out of the truck and they're like, uh, no. <laughs> Philly, Philly is the city that you do not do that shit in. Like, no, you don't fuck around in Philly. Like the people on the street literally turned around and walked them back to their truck. It was awesome. I was to so see. proud. It was awesome. Tears in my eyes reading that. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Now I know you've not been uh, a resident of the small municipality that that is near our homes, uh, their Big Daddy, for for quite long enough to know, but the uh, Wawa up the street there in that municipality used to be where the, the KKK would come and show up a couple times, sometimes more than once a year. And oh, is that so? Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and we used to go I and knew. tell them all about it. When I, when, when I first came to Delaware, the, uh, the, my, my ex-wife told me, let me rephrase that. My ex-wife did not tell me that, that this area was home to a faction of the KKK, but I did not see it for myself. But we're not. It they, and now that makes sense. We're not. They actually came up out of Northeast. Try they they were trying to start one. Is yeah, Northeast. Uh, my significant other lives in Northeast, has a home there, and literally up the street from him, when he moved in, they were burning crosses. Yeah. Um, North, yeah, it's northeast what? Maryland, northeast Maryland. Uh, I dated a girl. The name of the, the name of the sense. town is the name of the area is northeast. I know it sounds like northeast it's Maryland, a but it's a fucking name for an area. It is. It's it, it, it's it, right near Elkton. It's Maryland. What are you going to do, Cecil County? Yeah. All right. So what else we got? This is yeah. All right. So he got his. He got what's coming. No, come on. Go to his apology. Racism, oh, oh okay. Nice. Matthew could not be reached for comment late Monday, but he told the Inquirer. His racist tirade was a result of him being drunk. Ah, the confrontation involved a long-running dispute over the homeowners association. He apologized. The the old. He's a a good person, but 
Yeah. He was was, was tired. He had a bad day. He was drunk. That's why he shot up 82 people. Right. It's been a long dispute that they moved in and my property values went down. And I got real angry about that. And what? (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was cool when we were talking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he apologized, and that was not sufficient. I there's also... Oh. I certainly wasn't expecting an encounter like that, and I cer- and certainly wasn't expecting to disrespect anybody, Matthew said. Let me be clear. That is no excuse for what I said, but I lost my temper. So, you, you know, they say if you're... I lost my temper. If you're walking down the hall holding a cup of coffee and somebody bumps into you, you spill your coffee. You know why you spilled your coffee? Because you were holding a cup of coffee. Some dumbass bumped into you. No, not because some dumbass bumped into you. You spilled your coffee because coffee was in your cup. Right? What comes out is a result of what's inside to begin with. Oh, you I get If you were holding, if you were holding a glass of milk and somebody bumped into you, you would not spill your coffee. You would spill I, your milk. I thought you were going someplace entirely different with that. No. See, I, I was expecting to hear he was in his neighborhood and he called the guy the N-word because there were N-words in his neighborhood. No, 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 no. No, I mean, you clearly spill your there coffee were N-words because there's coffee. <laughs> No, you spill your coffee because coffee is in your cup, right? If you have hate on the inside, when somebody pressures you, the hate is going to come out. If you don't have hate on the inside, it's not going to come out. Well, there's definitely hate, but I, I have so many better reasons to hate people. <laughs> exactly. It's just all right, but but you're not gonna you're not gonna respond that way when you lose your temper, right? You may say something else that's offensive, but if that's not a part of your I'm vocabulary to, to begin with, I'm right, going to say if a that lot not a, of things that are offensive. <laughs> If that word is not a part of your vocabulary to begin with, it's not going to come out when you understand. See, that, that, if I get that riled up, that word's not going to be a problem anymore. They're going to be so focused on the other things that I've said. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that'll be like the nicest thing I said. Yeah. Well, and apparently, look, she said he's been harassing her for years. So this is not, this is not like a, an isolated incident. No. Several residents claimed Matthews had harassed them and used racist language toward them before Friday's incident. So this is not this is not an isolated. Yeah, this is not a lost temper. This is no. This is the guy's. Let's not give this asshole any more. uh, All right. Here, here. uh, Yeah, let's move on. So let's take a look at this for just a moment. Speaking of what's inside coming out. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. Okay, sure. That is great. We're gonna have to watch it again then. Uh, (laughs) uh, Okay. So uh, this was a good one, I thought. People always ask. When you die, do you want to be buried or cremated? And I'm like, neither. I want to be poorly taxidermied by an intern and then have my body be put on public display at a public park for the homeless to use as a glory hole. Man, this is a coffee shop. People always ask me... (laughs) (laughs) This is a coffee shop. Ah, TikTok. So... I had uh, another... I'm very disappointed. I had another TikTok lined up. And it was a story 
about uh, the woman who, uh, a Michigan woman, <laughs> who um, wanted to earn the world, uh, Guinness Book of World Records for the uh, longest contin continuous poo. And she went oh. to the University of Michigan and asked them, like, she's like trying to, trying to accomplish this. And they, they told her what to eat. And then they had to install, a, they installed a butt plug because they didn't think she could hold it just by herself for a week. And wow. then they like laid- a really good way to puncture your intestine. They, they laid out- Or at least perforate it. They laid out That's sheets, sheets of wax paper. Can we stop on, talking about this now, please? On a bowling, <laughs> let me just finish. On a bowling alley. <laughs> and what she finally produced was, I think, 22 feet long. Did she make the 710 split? That's all I need to know. <laughs> it was 22, which is whatever, whatever the number was, it's exactly uh, the length of her colon. Wow. And it was all so one, when you do that, right? Continuous. Is it is it like a conveyor belt and the wax paper moves, or are you like in this? <laughs> That's how you would think they would. I would have gotten walking thing. I would have gotten like a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, like that's right. what I'm thinking. All right, a treadmill, so sort of conveyor belt. I like where you're going with this. Logistics. And then that, that's have, what this comes you know, down you to. You have her logistics. squat. Like there, there's two. There's two decks on the side of a treadmill that you can step on the side and, and get off the treadmill. So obviously, yeah. hang or hang by the, you know, the, the thing. And just then you could, but we wouldn't have the paper wrap around. That wouldn't help. No. No. So I, I was thinking something to, like a, have uh, another, like another contraption pulling, you know, the paper across. Yeah. Not I was so thinking fast, like the, but not so fast as to break the turd because you got to like you, you can't maybe they maybe a commode on wheels would have been helpful this is why a conveyor boat would help because you can oh flip God. the switch so that it can move as you need it to like one of those camping one of those camping toilet seats that you could put over a bucket that have the legs yeah put wheels, put wheels on it so i don't right? have my headphones on but I have, and then you slowly been lifting yeah, them. You have someone slowly the move on. the clothes forward. Things like conveyor belt and bucket, <laughs> <laughs> and I might just have to log off. I'm just saying. Well, let, let's talk about another woman. Tennessee woman sues state officials for threatening to jail her over 69 pound U vanity license. Plate. That is an awesome license plate, and I want that. A Tennessee woman is suing two of the state's top officials for allegedly violating her First and Fourteenth Amendment rights after she was told that she had to give up her vanity license plate, which reads 69PWNDU, or risk being sent to jail. The lawsuit filed in Chancery Court for Tennessee's 20th Judicial District says that plaintiff Leah Gilliam originally purchased the vanity plate to celebrate her interests as an astronomy buff. And, ga and a gamer. According to the complaint, uh -huh. 69 is a reference to the year of the moon landing. PWNDU, or Pwned U, is widely used slang, a widely used slang phrase in the gaming community. 
to totally defeat or dominate. Gilliam has had the plate for more than a decade, but Tennessee Department of of Revenue in May sent a letter stating that her plate had been deemed offensive and was being revoked by the state. So wait, so hang on. So the 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 DMV issued her the plate. Yep. She drove around with it for 10 years. Yep. And now they're like, no, it's dirty. You can't have it. All of a sudden. Ah, oh, fuck that. Almost 3,700 days, and, and now it's a problem. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's, not, it's not like it says ass fucker. It says 69 pun you. Yeah, that's It ridiculous. doesn't, like, it's only offensive to somebody that knows what it means. If you know what that means, why then, then the license plate is not your problem. Right. Or it's not something that you get offended about. The department And not for nothing. If you not for nothing, if you've never been owned by 69, you haven't lived. <laughs> the department's what? purported authority for its action is derived from a statute that says the commissioner of the revenue department shall refuse to issue any combination of letters, numbers, or positions that may carry connotations offensive to good taste and decency. You may apply... Positions? But they already issued it. Right. You may Ten ap- years ago. You may apply for a different personalized plate or request a regular non-personalized plate to replace the revoked plate. The law requires you to immediately return the revoked plate, the letter stated, per the complaint. You will be unable to renew your vehicle registration until this plate has been returned. The thing that I have the problem with is that words words can change meanings over time, uh-huh. right? So if I get a perfectly, for example, if I if I was working in England and I worked for the British Broadcasting Company and I loved my job, so uh, my license plate said I love BBC, and it's perfectly logical. In England. That's right. And then I come to America and it's not the same thing. Wait, what's BBC? <laughs> the British, uh, British Broadcasting British That's Broadcast. the only one I know. I only know the British Broadcasting Company. I don't know what you're referring to. It would be offensive. Uh-huh. Don't. No, I'm serious. I don't. Don't. We'll get thrown off YouTube. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? You don't actually know what BBC is? I'm serious. Is I really don't know. How do you work in a high school and not know that? Hold on, allow me a visual aid. I can provide a visual aid so that we can... All right, that's enough. All right, I got it. (laughs) It's funny because BBC has different meanings in different places, but BBW means the same on either coast, baby. Hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, be two something to do something. Know what I'm saying, ladies? Oh, shit. All right. So okay. So that's what are we talking about. All right. Let's move on. Let's go to our next story. My my talking about brother. I don't know what you're talking about. Guys, it's ten eighteen. Come on, let's move. My brother. My brother dated a girl whose license plate was P U five five Y one. And nice. All right. So I just I brought you guys this gem from. I took this photograph yesterday on the boardwalk in Rehoboth. Um, I don't know if you can see that. That is the funnel cake factory, uh, just uh, right by the main entrance. And if you look, it does say home of the Big Daddy Funnel Cake. It's as, And I thought, I got to bring that in. It's as big around as a tomato can. 
and about as long as your arm. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> you don't want to know what that funnel cake is made out of. Look, it's it's That's other great beach bat. treats. What? Other great beach treats. The Big Daddy that funnel is cake. Big, da- Big Daddy Batter uh, Funnel Cake Factory. Oh, okay. No, just lost my appetite for it. That is a beach treat, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Really popular. Oh, and look, Big Daddy, you may also be interested in knowing. So there's Big Daddy funnel cake down there at the bottom, and right next to it, they also have a s'mores funnel cake. That sounds terrible. No, actually, that sounds actually does sound pretty rough. What chocolate marshmallows on funnel cake? How could it be wrong? I feel like that. No, oh no, hang wait, no, no. Look, we can see what's on the Big Daddy. Look, it's oh, got powdered oh, sugar, okay. ice cream, hot fudge. Is that guy wearing a more. Make America Great Again hat? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't What's know. on the Big Daddy is usually a large white woman. <laughs> oh, you can add it. You can get whipped cream and a cherry on top. Powdered sugar. Ice yes, cream, you sugar. can. <laughs> Ladies. Jesus. Oh, right. oh look. <laughs> I got a million of them. I can keep going. <laughs> You got anything to say about the deep fried Twinkies? Yeah, Maddie and I are represented too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. You'd have to find those those Pop Tart minis. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that whole joke. And that's that. It. <laughs> that that's all I got. All right. Well, right, I would Michael. say this has been, what is it you say at the top, Maddie? A, a fucking show for you people tonight? That's a fucking that's show. This was a fucking show. It was a fucking Can't show. Can't argue with it. It was. Yeah. Um, if I may, I got texts from Sarah. Oh, you may. Uh, she said, Gigi Allen's life would be a sick musical, but I want him played by a drag queen. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we happen to know a few. And I said kind of like a John Waters film. And she said, yes, like a really violent one. This guy was very scary. His birth name was Jesus Christ Allen. Of course he was fucked up. Wow. (laughs) He also cross-dressed in high school and that his childhood was horrifying. So (laughs) there might be something involving Gigi Allen's life in the near future. Well, stay in touch. I'm going to go sign up so I get on your audition list. (laughs) Stay in touch. We do know, we do have some drag queen connections that may help. We have had at least two, maybe three. At least two. Yeah. Yeah. And we have another one coming up soon. I hope I get to get in touch. But uh, yeah, so stay tuned for yeah, yet more drag fantasticness in, in future And Gigi Allen the fucking musical. And Gigi Allen the musical. It's going to be fucking great. Lacey, thank it. you so much for joining us tonight. We're so glad to have had you here. Not a problem. Yeah, I hope you had a good time. I did. Good. So <laughs> since you had a good time, get in there, give yourself another plug, and then I'll take us home. Sure. So um, me and Sarah are over at Glowing Goose Productions. Uh, You can add that on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to find us. Um, Our website is connected through there. And uh, check out everything that we've got going on. If you like, you know, the Renaissance, Rome, poisoning, and feminism, Belladonna the Musical is for you. So... (laughs) (laughs) those are some of my favorite subjects 
it's a really cool story. <laughs> I heard that story on Mystery and Makeup with what's her name? Mm-hmm. Bailey Bailey Syrian Syrian. I I would just listen to her talk. I will put on her videos and just like while I'm driving and just listen to her. I don't have to watch her do the makeup. I don't I don't really care, but her the way her voice is just and the way she tells the story is just so funny. Yeah. To me, I don't know. But uh yeah, so that's uh that's a that's a a good that's the musical you're coming out with? Yep. It's awesome. be about I'm, poisoning men. <laughs> as as you should. Awesome. <laughs> Obviously, I I'm sure like I've shown by example, Lacey, that there is absolutely no redeeming value in men. As they get older, we just get worse. Become terrible, terrible. You you either die a hero or live uh, long enough to to be the villain. But, uh, well said. That belongs in a movie. Hmm. That's stole from somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, a movie. Gonna, gonna bring us home, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, special thanks to Sarah and Lacey from Golden Goose Productions for being our guest tonight on the Media Golden Goose. That's Try right. Again. I'm sorry. I get going fast. I get on a roll. Let me start that over. Special thanks tonight to our guests, Sarah and Lacey, for joining us from Glowing Goose Productions here on the Media Virus Podcast. Uh, don't forget, you can give us a call at 646-VIRUS-01. On behalf of Big Daddy, the doctor, Sarah and Lacey, and our fearless leader, Matty Rockdeff, I am Professor Mike Latouris here in... Uncle Butch Studios, I bid you adieu. Thank you for joining us on the Media Virus Podcast. I like that outro. I do. And we're clear.